Welcome to Smart Amazing Conversations with Dr. Nancy, a podcast that takes a look at stories of life and leadership for smart, amazing women and men like you. The way I can give support to the world right now is by showing up. Uh, The most important thing is don't think just that you have to bring anything. Bring yourself. Show up. If you are in a position of leadership and a position of management, bring women along with you. Supporting women is Dr. Nancy's passion and her purpose, and talking with other women and men who promote women's leadership is one of her favorite things to do. I've yet to meet a woman who did not know what she really wanted. She was just either afraid to ask the questions or she was afraid of what the answers meant. Their stories connect us and help us understand that the possibilities are endless if we support each other and lift other women up. Trust is created by persistent identity. I show up in my conversations. I build relationship. I show up as myself time and time and time again. And trust is built. It's one conversation at a time. Dr. Jane Haven spent her youth in Western Colorado, working on her family ranch, riding and showing horses, then continued riding horses and competed at California Polytechnic University. Today, Dr. Haven is the executive director of Taking the Reins, where since 2013, she has overseen a two-acre urban farm located in the community of Atwater in Los Angeles. This urban farm and equestrian program serves hundreds of middle school and high school girls every year. Taking the Reins' mission is to inspire girls facing the challenges of childhood and adolescence in underserved and at-risk urban environments. The program helps preteen and teens develop confidence, teamwork, responsibility, and leadership skills, principally through riding and learning to care for horses and other animals, and to work together in a farm environment. Dr. Haven is also the owner and manager of West Haven Farm Arabians, LLC where she provides horse training, a boarding facility, care of approximately 20 horses, and general farming. She also maintains a breeding program and shows and markets quality horses. Prior to her current activities, Dr. Haven worked with a variety of adults, teens, and families as a clinical psychologist, served as a staff psychologist at the Alcoholism Center for Women, was lead supervisor of clinical staff at Cedars-Sinai Hospital Employee Assistance Program, and served as an educational consultant to elementary, middle school, and high school educators regarding school placement for students functioning below grade level. Currently, and since 2013, Dr. Haven has offered her unique perspective as a psychologist to serve as a producer and consultant for television and film, including creating and producing two specials for Nickelodeon Children's Programming. Also, for the past 20 years, she has served on the board of trustees of two schools and on the advisory board of Westmark School. She has been the chair of the capital campaign of Laurel Hall School, successfully raising almost $3 million for new construction. She also developed the curriculum for the Parent Education Program and the Student Resource Center. She served as co-chair for the 2011 to 2016 strategic plan at Westmark School and was an active participant in raising $6 million for campaign development over a four-year period of time. Now here's Dr. Nancy and her guest, Dr. Jane Haven. Well, good morning, Dr. Jane Haven. How are you? I'm well. How are you, Dr. Nancy? I'm good. I'm good. Jane and I know each other really well, so this is just really going to be fun because uh, we have so much in common. You know, I didn't realize after reading everything about you and what you've been doing, we have, we've been on similar paths to say the least. And now we're on pretty much the same path, except for, you know, take the reins and we'll talk about that because it's so important. But, you know, I, I always start these conversations out with people telling me their story because who you are and how you became you is so important for, for women, especially to know, because 
most people think when they look at someone like yourself who's successful, who's done all these amazing things in their life, it must have been so easy for you. But, you know, you and I both know we had mountains to climb and still have more mountains to climb. So when we talk about where we came from, it helps people to know that we're pretty much all on the same page. So why are you the person you are today? Well, first, of course, I have to thank you, Dr. Nancy, for inviting me into your community of amazing, very accomplished women. And I look forward to hearing more of them and having an opportunity to be a part of their community and the networking. So thank you for making that possible for me. Absolutely. Where did I come from? You know, you know, I, I grew up in Western Colorado in a very small town near Grand Junction. Um, we had a horse ranch and a cattle ranch. And I was thinking today, a school was about a 35 minute bus ride, 45 minute bus ride away. The last three miles were on a dirt road. So I didn't go to town very much. And I didn't know a lot of people when I was growing up. My life was really nature and horses and um, my family. I think a couple of the things that were really prominent that kind of contributed to me being who I am today is um, one, of course, growing up in nature and with horses. Um, it's, it's what influenced my choice in college, uh, going to Cal Poly Pomona and riding for the school. Uh, it's also, I think, informed me more, all of my animal knowledge and horse knowledge in raising kids and working with young people. Uh, it's just animal behavior. I think also though, when I was growing up, um, I had scoliosis and I wore a back brace from fifth grade through um, the beginning of my first year of college. Wow. And that really impacted my life. It gave me an opportunity to be the brunt of a lot of jokes from kids uh, to really be bullied yeah. Uh, to be the geek and the unpopular one. And, you know, it just all of that, it influenced me a lot. And I think the other thing that really influenced me a lot was uh, I lost my best friend and cousin uh, early in my childhood. Oh. And so I think those losses and those physical challenges, uh, horses and nature became even more important to me because I had a non-judgmental relationship and it was an activity that I could do that was sports you know and you and I grew up before uh, girls could participate in sports in our schools you know you had to wear your dress and you had to watch the boys play basketball and you had to watch the boys play football so I had my own sport I rode horses and uh, it was something that I could do with my back brace and everything so fast forward to going to college and it was like liberation. <laughs> I was finally out of that little town. Yeah, yeah. I was finally in a diverse group of people. I was one of the only girls in my high school that went to college and mm -hmm. I owe my father that. Um, my parents were both well-educated and very well-educated for the area that we grew up in. My dad was the first surgeon in the area that we grew up with. But I didn't, I just wanted to stay and be horse, horse girl. But my dad said, no, girls have to go to college. Because when you educate a girl, you educate a woman who's going to influence society. Wow. And um, I really realized he was a feminist, you know? Yeah, he was. Um, definitely. definitely. 
So I went to Cal Poly Pomona and that got me into Los Angeles. I still drive around in Los Angeles after all these years of being here in awe that I am going up a 50 story <laughs> elevator that I'm, uh, you know, I'm still in awe with Los Angeles. And so anyway, I graduated and became a clinical psychologist. I started out as a pre-vet, but I realized it was animal behavior that I loved and what more complex animal than the human being. Yeah, yeah. So I became a psychologist and it's really the, the combination of growing up in that country place and now being in Los Angeles as a psychologist that really led me to do the work of my career, yeah. um, which has really been youth, education, uh, girl empowerment. You're, you're speaking to the, like, you're to the choir here. <laughs> you're singing to the choir. I was even a director of an EAP. <laughs> so were you? Yes, I was for a large healthcare system. So I learned a lot. But uh, you know, Jane and I become very good friends because I think the most important thing is that we both know that horses save lives. You know, horses definitely saved my life. You know, I was a psychologist and uh, went through a divorce and needed a new gig and I needed a new group of people and people that have horses and love horses, just the kind of people I want to be around. And they have dogs, they have horses. It's, it's about the now. They're always, it is. they're always excited to see you. Most of them are, at least mine are most, most, and of dogs, of course, the same way. But, but again, it was that sensitivity. I don't think people realize the sensitivity that these, these animals have and that they right. know you much before you know yourself. So, you know, and you've worked with the youth. I started out working with foster parents. I mean, I worked with foster parents, but I also worked with the, the parents that had 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 their taken their children taken from them. So, yeah, I, I've been down that road also, and that's a tough road for sure. So, I guess the thing is, is that you found a way, and I think I found a way also, was just to where do we step in at a time when girls are most vulnerable, teens and girls. And bullying has always been out there. It's always going to be something that, you know, I hate to say it, but that we have to deal with. But the sooner we give girls and, and women and men and boys tools, it's going to continue. So go ahead. I think an immersive peer group, too, that that the, the values of the peer group are one of kindness, one yeah. of yeah. respect. We teach so many lessons at the nonprofit that I'm the director of, you know, how you talk to a horse is how you talk to each other. Yeah. You don't tell a horse to do something. You ask them to do something. Yeah. Um, you work as a team. Yeah. Uh, when you're doing farm tours, it's always easier to do them when you've got another girl that's 10 years old helping you carry that five gallon bucket of water. So it's also building in an opportunity for youth to be constructive and to be teammates and to yeah. be dealing with animals in a respectful way. They start to deal with themselves and with each other in a respectful way. I'm, I'm going to correct one thing and hopefully you'll take this with you. Nonprofit, I use the word social profit. I don't use nonprofit okay. anymore. Social profit, because your organization is truly creating a social, uh, such a social change and such an important social aspect of girls and, and teens in, in this world. No, I absolutely agree. And you're giving them back their power. 
I mean, the power to oh, absolutely power to, which is absolutely amazing. Well, let's just get right into it. So tell me, you know, and again, I'm a huge supporter of taking take the reins. And I mean, from the, yes, very, you have been. from the very beginning, just it really fit into the whole Women Connect for Good, which is women supporting and helping women and girls. So to me, it was just <laughs> I thought, oh, great. This is just this is another one of those signature programs that. Again, you have to be a part of this. This all this is part of the community because I mean it just is such a great example and shows what we can do when we help girls and give them the power and a seat at the table and a seat on a horse. So tell tell us about Absolutely. the reins. Wonderful program. Well, you know, it started, we're in our 25th year. Wow. Um up until about 13, 12 years ago, it was a really relatively small program, four horses and about 70 to 80 kids a year. Wow. And it was the founders really wanted to do a gender specific all girls program to give girls from under resourced communities access to getting to know a horse and getting to spend time with a horse, getting to ride a horse. From those kinds of days, we've really grown quite a bit over the last number of years. We now own uh, an acre and a half right in the center of Los Angeles. People are just shocked about that in a little unknown area that still is a rancho from the 1800s. <laughs> and so it, we've been able to maintain it being a rancho. So we have a, a 1.5 acre ranch with a few other ranches around us. There's about 1,100 horses in our area of Los Angeles with these multiple farms. Mm -hmm. um, and we serve now about 400 young girls a year, wow. ages eight to 18. And we serve homeless centers, housing authorities like Ramona Gardens, foster care youth, uh, kids from Title I schools, which are the free lunch program schools. About 80 to 85% of our kids are growing up with families that make less than 25,000 a year. So our program is most kids are fully funded by scholarship support or tuition support from our donors. Most kids come for a six week period of time. And it's really fun, Nancy, because you see them walk in off of their little bus, we go and pick them up and they've got shoes that they aren't even gonna be able to walk in dirt in. Mm -hmm. They've got bra straps showing as little eighth graders. They've got, you know, too tight of clothes. So we immediately start the dress code. We give them a TTR t-shirt. We give them TTR boots. We tell them they have to wear long pants when they come. And I mean, literally in that six week period of time, you see young girls and young women, junior high and high school walk completely differently. They walk with purpose because they've got boots on, they can walk in dirt. They're not constantly pulling up their straps. They're <laughs> yeah. not worried. The makeup comes off, the hair goes in a ponytail. And when they leave, a lot of that stays with them. Uh, they, it, they at least go back into like flat tennis shoes, you know, yeah. and they yeah. tend to get more involved in sports programs in their schools afterwards. Mm -hmm. So that's a big bulk of our program, about 300 kids a year in that six week program. And then we have out of that, every girl's invited to stay with us for as long as she wants to and move into our weekend program. And at any given moment, we have about 120 girls 
that came through one of these other ways I said to you and decided this is where they want to live. <laughs> and they are going to be here through the end of high school. And we work with them. If you want to be there every single weekend of your life for the next five years, we will find some a place for you. It okay. might be in our hiking group or in our seed to skillet nutrition and cooking groups, but it'll always include horses as well. And of those young ladies, if you've been with us three years or more, you can become a part of our college program, our youth educational services program. And we have a college program that at any point from ninth grade through 12th has about 25 girls in it. And we provide free tutoring, uh, college research support, trips to campuses, uh, help with enrollment, because virtually all of our girls are first in their family to even contemplate going to college. A lot of them don't, haven't even graduated from high school. Have, their parents haven't, so exactly, you know, they're the first and the first of so many things. Exactly. So that's kind of how our program works, you know. Um, Five days a week, six days a week, we've got anywhere from 30 to 70 kids on campus six days a week that have come to us, again, mostly from under-resourced communities. Um, we're an exceptionally diverse community of young ladies. Give us a couple of stories, a couple of the girls that you've watched personally just blossom, because I think that's the, the testimonial are the girls that have graduated from your program and no doubt are coming back and helping in many, many ways. But give me a couple of the best stories that you have as far as a couple of girls, because it, it, it sounds like the greatest program of all that any girl would want to be in. I, I think so too. But um, I think, you know, on our website, we have a blog and it features some of our kids, our recent graduates. But one recent graduate is a young woman named Trace. And um, Trace was a lifelong foster care child. Uh, she went to several different foster care homes, but at one point in time, she came into contact with TTR, with Taking the Reins. Her next foster care home that actually became a permanent home past foster care. So that family really invested in Trace. When Trace went to them, she said, I'm in a program and I have to stay in that program. And we've had this happen with a few foster care young people and CASA people, court-appointed kids, that we're the consistent place as they change foster families and change right. uh, court-appointed sponsors. And they say, I've got to still come to TTR. So that's really gratifying that we're that for those children. Well, Trace came in because she'd been there three years or more into our college program. Um, she started applying to college she got a conditional acceptance to UCLA, but she had to get her math scores way up. Mm -hmm. So one of my board members is a math teacher. She and Trace started working together three days a week. And she basically did algebra and pre-calculus for a year, three days a week tutoring and got her math scores up and her conditional acceptance went to full acceptance. And she's just now finishing her first year at UCLA. She comes every vacation, she comes and visits us and um, hangs out and helps with kids and all of that. So she's still a very active alum for us also. One other person that I'd really like to highlight is Danielle Garcia, who I met Danielle when she was 10 years old. She came through our program. She was a 
single, lived with her single mom that made 12,000 a year. And I remember one day I was telling Danielle how to bake a macaroni and cheese and veggie dish and you had to use an oven. And she said, we don't have an oven in our apartment. And um, it was like, whoa, they also didn't have heat or air conditioning. Danielle went through our program. She took advantage of every single aspect of the program. She was one of those kids that lived with us and um, became a top 10 in the nation youth judge at the Arabian Horse Nationals. She also in equine science was a reserve national champion in equine science at a national competition in New Mexico. So she really got into the science of all of this. She ended up going to Santa Cruz on a full scholarship, and we also helped her with scholarship dollars. A big part of what our kids might get is academic scholarship, but they don't have the money to like outfit their bedroom at the dorm or to travel back and forth to the school. So TTR has a funding pool that we help kids with those kinds of needs. Danielle graduated in three years with a double major, sociology and uh, like a political science degree. Mm -hmm. She decided that she really wanted to go into law. During her time at Santa Cruz, she made the equestrian team. And uh, she was the first, well, she was the only minority person on the equestrian team during the years that she was there, top equestrian. We continued to be involved with her because she didn't have the proper clothes to go and show. She didn't have the proper, you know, so we would send her show clothes and everything. Well, during COVID, she had to come back because the campus shut down. And she returned to her mother's apartment that didn't have internet. So Danielle came and worked with us and used our internet at TTR graduated college and the end point of this is this year she's our coach our team coach for four girls that hope to go to U.S. nationals on the judging team and learn about all equine judging and equine anatomy and science and Danielle has just applied to um, Harvard reached out to her and Harvard Law School for a residency, a year-long residency with Harvard Law School to help her prepare for her LSAT and to really uh, explore what area of law she wants to go into. I just finished writing her letter of recommendation. And um, (laughs) so that is, you know, what more do you want to do with a young woman? (laughs) No, I mean, but but again, she's, they're going to give back so much to Take, taking the reins and to the, the, the girls and the, the teenagers in that program and be such wonderful, give such wonderful testimonials for this program. The, you're, I know you have so much hope for every one of these girls, but again, you know, when you think about any, any of the girls coming through the program, what's the most important thing that you want for each one of them? Honestly, our four pillars are teamwork, responsibility, leadership, and self-confidence. I want self-confidence for every one of our girls. And even our six-week kids, they, they are sitting there crying as they put their leg over a horse. They're so insecure and so lacking in confidence. And by the end of six weeks, they're walking that thousand-pound animal all over that arena, turning them. And even if they never come back, they all say, I never thought I could do that. And I did it. That is so important. 
And then as women, breaking down that mean girl culture and really finding out that you may have a, a lesser ability child in one way as your teammate, but they have a lot of ability to teach you something that you may not have a sensitivity to. And so not every kid in our program is going to go on to a Harvard or, you know, Davis or some of our kids become preschool aides, but I want them to know that they can achieve what they want to achieve and that they can be a good team member, a leader and confident. Yeah. Yeah. And horses teach that so well, you have to be a team member with your animal. You have to be confident to give them confidence you know, I think I should, I think I should sign up for the weekend program. <laughs> Come on out. <laughs> I think I can learn a lot for sure. But uh, no, I mean, right. The confidence, you know, again, again, I think the majority of when you go to the shows, the majority are women, but these are women that really have learned to take their power and use it in, in so many different ways. And, and, you know, the, the logo at Southern California question is, is a place for people who love horses. And, and it's also loving something besides yourself that all, also makes a difference. Oh, yeah. But my goal is, is to have every person understand and know horses because they, they make, they contribute so much to each one of us. And I, I can't even begin to describe that. I think you know that more than anyone as well. So here we have this wonderful program. And of course, it takes dollars and it takes support and it takes lots of things to keep the doors open and, and those lights on and and the electricity running and all those horses fed and taken care of. So how do we become, uh, how do we as a community also help you to continue to do the program that you're doing and in ways that we can support you all? Well, thank you for asking. You know, of course, donations. And we do have a great website, takingthereins.org. And there's a donation site on there. Um, We also really want to build community, Um, getting our word out. And that's where you've been so helpful, uh, Dr. Nancy. So thank you. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, our mailing list, our, once people come and see us, and once they really kind of get engaged, they get engaged. But it's, I have a, I have a full-time staff of three people. (laughs) And then I hire coaches and different things. So getting that word out, uh, if people could help network with their network and their network and and become involved we also have a lot of opportunity for volunteers i mean we are in los angeles but um even if you're in a different part of the country there is a way to volunteer we do a lot of zoom programs i'm going to be having a vet come and do um, a whole educational program on the tevis cup a big endurance ride people from far away can come in watch some of our programs that we do and become engaged that way and field trips we are always up to field trips we're lucky to live close to you because i can't wait to bring the girls out we've talked about it for a long time and then COVID hit and everything well i really want to bring the girls your beautiful facility and yeah your amazing horses your beautiful facility so that would be great that would be wonderful well like I said, there's something that I want to offer to you all. And again, I think it fits right into what you're doing is the lift, lift women up, lift girls and women up program, which is lift at, at each one of us. If we lift it as we rise in our lives and what we're doing, and we brought someone else along with us, 
it would make such a tremendous change for all of us. But so we want you to join taking the reins, join our Lift Women Up Girls campaign, and we'll get you the information. Again, becoming more involved with the community, because again, this is right. This is what I do. You know, like I said, anytime I I have anybody get around horses who say, oh, I'm afraid of horses, I'll take them in the barn and I'll give them some cookies and they'll go up and down that aisle with my horses. They all come out and greet them and get a cookie. And by the time they walk out of my barn, they're going, wow, I love horses. The thing is, is that we have to continue to let this wonderful animal be known in the public eye and see how much it can continue. We do, besides racing, you know? I mean, yeah. horses, they, they are our history, you know? Yeah. Hundreds and hundreds of years, we have moved across the world because of horses, and they deserve to be appreciated. They give so much to humankind. Yeah, well... Uh, we're you and I are going to keep working on that to make sure the public knows the history of the horse as well as the importance of of the history in our lives now. So, all right, well, Dr. Jane, tell us how to reach you and more about the the program and how they can donate, volunteer, and be educated more about what you're doing. All right. Well, like I say, our our website is takingthereins.org. It'll give you a lot more information about our program. I'm pretty proud of our website. And my contact is on there, Dr. Jane Haven. I'm the executive director. I think one of the things when you say about lifting women up and leadership, one of the things that we started this year that I'm very excited about is a junior board. And so we really have invited... Uh, our youth into leadership roles for the entire organization and they're putting on a job fair late summer early fall uh, that will be inviting other nonprofits or social profits too and so that's another thing if there are people that really want to share what you do in your career Uh, you might want to come out and have a booth at our junior board's job fair and talk to young ladies about coming into, uh, you know, anybody watching your line of work. If you're accessible to our program, it'll be on our site. And um, I just, I'm very excited about that program because boy, these young ladies, they're learning all of, you know, Robert's rules and they're doing it very formally and we have a secretary and we have a treasurer and they have a budget and so they're learning financial management leadership um, all of that so that's an exciting new program for TTR so 11 girls a year that sit on the board and they advise our senior board with activities and things that they wanted to see it's another way for young women to get involved that's what more and more organizations need to have they need to have their youth board so good for you that's absolutely and they can all head to the c-suite one day but uh now this this is a wonderful program and i want to congratulate you and all the people at taking the reins and the the difference that you're making in this world to make it a better place for all of us so and uh, Jen, Dr. James also got a couple of my ponies up there taking taking my taking their reins and creating some really nice three year olds. I, I I can't I can't, I'm very excited about them. They, uh, little Fast Eddie looked great. He looked absolutely fantastic. 
Fast Eddie's looking really good. <laughs> well, I'm he, very he's looking so good. He's gotten in shape so quickly. I mean, his muscle tone, you know, both of them are doing the same thing, but boy, he's just buffing out. He's really athletic. Uh oh, you can tell what's happening here. We're talking horses now. <laughs> well, and I had a wonderful week with uh, Cynthia and Natalie so and Devin so thank you for that but uh, we're oh, we, you're welcome this is just one of the many conversations that you and I will be having uh, we want to continue to support the program and give people the opportunity to do the same thing because believe me it's worth every everything you can give to this program so Dr. Well, Jones, I look forward to learning more about Raise Up yeah, lift, lift, lift as you rise. Lift, lift up. Lift as you rise. Well, you've lifted me today, so thank you. And uh, well, we'll be in touch and have a wonderful day. And we'll get you information about this podcast. But anything that you have in the program coming up, let us know and we'll get the word out. So, okay. Thanks. Thank you, Nancy. I really appreciate it. And thank you, Dr. Nancy, for all that you do for well, women. We're, we're all in this together. We're all in this together. So have a great day. Yeah. Thank you. All right. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. If you enjoy these smart, amazing conversations, please subscribe, rate, and review them on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And read and enjoy more amazing stories in my books, In This Together, How Successful Women Support Each Other in Work and Life, and Leading Women, 20 influential women share their secrets to leadership, business, and life. Thank you for listening.